Hey, I'm Bryce. I'm Josh. Hey, I'm Jonathan, and you're listening to Electric City Buzz, the podcast about all things Anderson. This podcast is brought to you by Steel Family Law, LLC. Changes in your family can be full of difficult choices. You don't have to make them alone and uninformed. Still Family Law is your local guide through the journey of divorce, custody, visitation, or adoption. Call 864-734-4650 today to schedule your initial consultation. And now presenting Allie Walker with Catherine Marie Weddings. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming on Allie Walker. Um, at Catherine Marie Bridal. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very thankful that we get to spend some time with you today. Um, I think we're all very excited about... I think we all know a little bit about your story, but not like the details. So feel free to share as much or as little as you want to. But um, it's cool to see... Small business owners, that's that's one of our main focuses that we want to get in touch with and, and kind of learn more about their story and their business, um, especially in the downtown area. So we're really excited about um, learning more about your story. So let's let's just jump into it. So you are, which is really cool, um, an Anderson native. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. Awesome. Born and raised, correct? Yep. Okay. Excellent. So did you go to Hannah? I did not. Okay. I went to private school. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like from Anderson, but I I tell people all the time, I probably know your parents. I don't know you. Okay. Like, <laughs> just from like mom and dad and grandparents. Okay. But yeah, I don't know like tons of my generation. My parents are from Greenwood. So if you knew my parents, I'd be very impressed. That would, um, be, that would be amazing. Yeah. Josh knows my parents. I do. Um, no, but that's awesome. So, and then did you go to school around here? I went to the University of Georgia. Okay. Go so dogs. Go dogs. Right on. I, I didn't know that. Yes. Go dogs. Okay. So what did you major in at UGA? History. Okay. Fascinating. Well, that's what I graduated with, but okay. I majored in a lot of different things. Okay. Why history? Um, because that's what would allow me to get out in four years. Okay. There. <laughs> <laughs> After changing what? my major like several times, history was like, how do I graduate with all my friends? And they're like, just finish your history. And I was like, great, sign me up. Excellent. So, okay, cool. Now, yeah. did you stick in Athens for a little bit? I did not. I came back to Anderson. Okay. Um, thought I wanted to work in fashion in New York, but when you have a history degree and you have no like fashion <laughs> back, like no retail experience, no nothing. Uh-huh. Um, I applied to Georgia with a minor in fashion merchandising, but when you're 18 and you get there and all your friends are trying to be teachers, you're like, oh, I'll do that too. So I changed... Um, to history for a while, or history ed for a while, and then, um, crazy story about that, Georgia's very competitive, they drop their program from 50 a semester to 25 once a year for social studies ed, and so it was, ended up being really competitive to get into that, so I finished with just a history, thought about going back to school for fashion merchandising at Georgia, getting my second undergrad and master's, but was just really tired of school, you know, after kindergarten up through four years of college, it's just a lot of school, right, so came back here my mom's family had a business here in Anderson um it used to be Styles Heating and Cooling and now it's Electric City Heating and Air and so worked for her for two years working with my uncles and siblings and cousins um and their Athens branch and then moved to Atlanta in two years after that okay so why Atlanta because Atlanta was as closest to New York as I could get. <laughs> in the opposite direction. We went south to get north. Yes, okay. yes. A friend of mine was actually moving to New York for her job, so I took her place in Atlanta in a house. Okay. Um, so I tried to work in the fashion industry. I had been working in retail for about a year and a half just to get some experience. Thought about going into a buyer's program through um, a corporate 
retail company and was like, I don't know. So a friend texts, she's like, hey, our roommate's moving to New York in August. You should just move to Atlanta. And I was like, okay. So I did. Didn't have a job when I moved there. <laughs> um, had been applying all summer for a bunch of different jobs, office jobs. Um, I think corp- I've seen like a Netflix about this, like small town girl moves to a big city. <laughs> May- yeah. And then lightning literally struck a tree. And that <laughs> okay. is how I got my job in Atlanta. Um, I've got to hear this story. Yeah, so a friend of mine worked in staffing, and I told him, he was like, let me help you get a job, like, literally from March to August. He was like, let me help you get a job, and I was like, I don't know, like, what if you put me up for something, and I don't get it? Like, I just felt like it could be really awkward, Mm -hmm. and um, so I actually went through, tried to go through a different staffing agency. Nothing was working out. Like, I was applying for so many jobs, and it was, like, the weirdest thing. Like, we see online that you've applied and, like, submitted your resume, but, like, we don't have your resume, and I was like, well, I can just email it to you, and they're like, no, it has to go through our system, and I'm like, your system says you have. I mean, it was literally so many different things were like struggling. So I like moved to Atlanta for a week and didn't have a job. I was like super stressed about it. And but also was like, whatever, like this felt right at the time. So like God's got it, right? Friday night, um, or yeah, Thursday night, lightning literally struck a tree in my front yard. And so we went to our um we couldn't get to our house, like cops were coming, it was crazy, like y'all shouldn't stay here tonight. So we were like, well, we're going to stay here, but for a while we'll leave. So we went to our roommate's boyfriend's house, and my guy friend worked, lived with him. And he was like, Allie, I really think you need to apply for this job. Like, it's perfect for you. And I was like, I just don't know. And I was like, I'll let you know tomorrow. So Friday he texts me, and he was like, hey, we've already sent someone to, like, fill that role. Sorry. And I was like, see? This is why this – like, now it's just uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> So Saturday morning I get a text, and um, actually coming back home that weekend to run um, a half or a triathlon. And he was like, hey, they didn't like that person we sent yesterday. Like, can you meet them Monday morning? And I was like, sure. Like, 8 a.m. – like, I took the first slot – and um, they had a couple more interviews that day, and I get a text at 3 o'clock, and he's like, they want to know if you can start tomorrow. So, Whoa. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. Okay. <laughs> Literally lightning struck a tree for God to be like, I had this person in your life for the last eight years, to and, like, and this job's been waiting on you for Shut out guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, Shut yeah out it was wild. That's awesome. So how long did you stay in that position? For two years. Okay. Um, I really, it was at a real estate office, and I okay. saw myself there forever. Oh, honestly. Okay. Um, when I first worked there for the first year and a half, I was like, this is it. There was a trajectory. Real estate in Atlanta was so fun. This okay. was all pre 2020, obviously, mm-hmm. which I'm sure was still fun in 2020. <laughs> right. But yeah. it was wild. Like every day was so fun. I loved it. Um, but then just some office culture stuff happened and I was like, I can't be a part of this. Um, and at the same time I was growing a social media company. And so the day that I left, I was making more at my side of business than I was there and the the, um, promotion path that they had laid out for me was not happening and I was like okay here you go here's my two weeks Mm -hmm. um the day they hired my assistant which had taken months for them to hire that person I was like well she's trained her two weeks I'm out of here so I started working in bridal that spring of 2016 what made you want to hop into bridal so my mom always wanted to open a bridal store okay. and I always wanted to be in wedding planning. Like even before I applied to colleges, I have a list in my office of the top things I wanted to be when I was trying to figure out where I wanted to apply and what I wanted to go to or what schools I wanted to go to. And what event planner was like one of my top things. Um, and so I just, 
I don't know. I just didn't do that. I didn't really think to go to college for hospitality or event planning. Right. Um, and then I really thought, this is a shocker. I don't really talk about this anymore. But from fifth grade until my senior year, I wanted to be in politics. I thought I was going to be the first woman president, which I guess could still happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was like the it. full, you got plenty of time left. that was the full yeah. career path that I thought I was going down, okay. um, which also brings in the history side and like yeah. law school and all that kind of stuff. But um, so, yeah, I in the back of my mind, I always was like, I want to do wedding planning. My mom wanted to open a bridal boutique, but she worked in heating and cooling. So, like, obviously that didn't really mesh. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it on and off for years. And then when I kind of knew my job was like not working out the way that I, that we had planned. I got a job at a bridal store in Atlanta. So I was like, let me just see, like, if I hate it, I can quit. Um, and still do wedding planning. Like I still knew that was the path. I had help with some weddings for other planners, friends, family members. So I knew that I could do, but I didn't know about the bridal store. And so that was March, 2016. And then by September I had left my full-time job, was doing my social media company full-time and working at the bridal store. Um, that, November Black Friday that year my mom and I sat down and we're like okay let's like what's your thoughts on leaving Atlanta I asked her what are your thoughts on like stepping away from your family business like do you think the next generation is like kind of set and so we're kind of mapping out like our next two to three years of how to start our business a week later she had a heart attack and a week later she passed away so kind of literally like rocked my world yeah um because, again, the bridal side, I loved it, but it was still, like, her passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took, like, two months to kind of, like, refigure out life. Like, it was hard to even step foot in a bridal store. Naturally. Um, mm-hmm. The one I worked in Atlanta, my bosses were amazing. Like, if there was a sweet moment between a mom and a daughter, and I had to, like, give them a signal of, like, I can't even watch this right now. Like, they were so great. Um, but I still knew I loved it and, like, wanted to do that. And took another year to, like, meet different designers and go to market and learn, like, the industry and just gain all the knowledge I could. So that was 2017. And then we started looking at buildings that summer and I stayed in Atlanta one more year and started ordering dresses in January of 2018 and then moved back here that summer. Okay. So, so long story. Yeah, no, this is, Crazy this, story. this is why we do this. We want to hear people's stories and, and yours yeah. is really cool. Um, so Catherine Marie, Yes. I've heard a little bit about this, but tell me how we landed on, on this name. The name. So Catherine Reed was that my... That is not your name, by the way. My name, no, Allie my Long. name is Allie. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, there's no... I'm not a Catherine. Um, it is a family name. Catherine Reed was my great-great-aunt. Okay. And she had a bridal stop, shop here in Anderson over on McDuffie Street years and years and years ago. Um, she started out making dresses. She would go to Belgium and buy lace and like just make them for everybody. And then as she got older, she started wholesaling like I do now, essentially. Um, and then Marie was my mother's middle name. So that's where it came from. Cool. Okay. So was your family still in Anderson when you went to Georgia? Yes. Okay. So they didn't actually go with you. No. Okay. Okay. My mom's three brothers live in Athens with all their kids. Okay. Um, so that's kind of one reason what drew me there. We've always been Georgia fans, but my parents have been in Anderson. Okay. So how, how was it for you coming back to um, the town your family's still in and then opening your own business here? Months before, like probably mid... So I decided to move to Atlanta like in March of 2014 and probably around like April or May when no jobs were working out, no leads. I had a conversation with my parents. I was like, I literally cannot live in Anderson anymore. Like (laughs) I am young. I am single. This is a family town. Like I'm not a teacher. Like if I had gone the teacher route or like 
stayed the teacher route. Anderson would have been a great place. Like, I would have loved it. But I was like, I am used to Athens. There's so much. We have concerts every night. We have mm-hmm. sporting events all the time. Like, to the point where, like, my parents are like, if you go to one more baseball game, like, we're going to bring you home from college. Like, stop going to sporting events. Do your work. Um, <laughs> which might be why I didn't get into the education program. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, so, I was just used to, like, a busy, busy lifestyle. And Anderson just didn't have that which could for the best probably ultimately. Um, and it just wasn't, it was hard coming home thinking I had failed, even after college being like, I want to go to New York and nothing was working out. And, um, I had to come home for a little bit after college cause I had some surgery that I just like, couldn't be like away from home for. So, um, that really just changed the trajectory of everything. But I just, yeah, even, so the first time coming home, I was like, oh, gosh, I hate this. And then, but it was so great just working with my mom every day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't regret that at all. Like, yeah, absolutely. it was hard to like work for your mom and then also go home and like live with your mom. Cause mm-hmm. like she was the boss at both places, yeah, you know, yeah. but it was still like an experience that I will never regret. Um, just having that blessing of those two years with her every day was, is worth it for me. Um, but then coming home again, it was definitely hard, like. I could go to Brave Scheme after work, you know, and now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've got to plan a whole trip and all this stuff. Um, I try to get to Atlanta as much as possible, but there's definitely, it was definitely a culture shock coming back and just some, like, who I was when I was 18. Not that I was a bad person or anything, but I didn't really like who I was. And then coming back home being like, okay, all these people know me as this um, to a degree, but coming back being like, no, I'm an established, like, young professional. Like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. I'm not some, like, bratty kid who's snobby or whatever I hope um so yeah that was it was hard for a while just a mental shift of like okay I said I was never moving back to Anderson I was only going to move back to do this with mom she's not here so now like is this still the thing I want to do but the community like people were like why didn't you open a store in Atlanta I don't have the network in Atlanta that I have here Mm -hmm. I don't have the history I took for granted my last name in high school like just couldn't go to a restaurant with someone without someone being like, Oh, how are Mickey and Betty? How's your dad and mom? How's your uncle? And I was like, people stop. Like, how do you know everything about my life? (laughs) And not realizing how valuable that is. And so now owning a business and have like being so grateful for how my grandfather started Palmetto insurance, like from scratch, like that gut and that grit has like is in my DNA, but Mm -hmm. also in the connections that I now have and the respect people now have for me ultimately came from my two grandfathers and the businesses they started. And then my mom and my dad and my uncle. And, um, yeah, I didn't value that at 18. I mean, who really does, but yeah, um, now coming back, I was like, this is where it needs to be. Yeah. Well, it's super cool to hear that because now I get the the pleasure of working every day with, uh, with Allie's uncle, David. And if you don't know David Walker, you He's need a to, hoot. he is a hoot. <laughs> Danny's a hoot too, though. I love your dad. Listen, he, when they get together, opposites, but when they get together, if you're not laughing, something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. David Walker is an absolute who. And I, it, it's cool to see, like, I mean, I'm kind of piggybacking and riding the coattails of what you're saying, but, like, I am not from Anderson, um, and I didn't realize, like, who David Walker was or who Danny Walker was or the Walker family in Anderson. But now, like, I, I, it's something for me. Like, I get to name drop David. Like, oh, I work with David Walker, and people are like, oh, my God, I love David. I've known David for forever and ever I'm in. And they ask about Danny. So, like, the Walker family is is Anderson um, through and through, and they're absolutely great people. Everybody. It was a culture. My mom's from Atlanta, and they moved, like, every two years um, just around the city, different schools. Mm-hmm. And so moving here and dating someone who's, like, grand, like generations deep. So my grand, the Walker – my grandfather's from North Carolina, but my grandmother 
their generations, it's wild how deep that side of our family is here in Anderson. And my mom and dad, when they were starting to date, they would go to a restaurant. And dad was like, oh, I went to kindergarten with them. And mom's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, when was the last time you saw them? He was like, well, they go to our church. Like, we see them every week. And my mom's like, what is this Mayberry I walked into? <laughs> like, literally, she thought she had walked into Mayberry. She's like, how does everybody know you? Like, and for her, like, raising us, she saw the value of that relationship of, like, what my grandfather had built and what, like, they were building. And then at that point, her dad had started a business here as well. And so I think she did try to instill that in us. But, of course, at 18, it's just like, why does everybody know my business? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get out of town. So yeah. That's well, super cool. And, and, and with those deep roots, you've invested. You've come back, at, like so many members of your family, you've come back. You've invested in this community, not just in having a, a business here, but also redoing a building in downtown Anderson. What, what has that process been like for you, not just – running a business but also redoing a historic building in this community I think that for me part of the reason I wanted to move to New York is because I they you know they create these movies and shows where you walk into a little bodega and they know your coffee order and your bagel order and for me (laughs) like I thought that was so cool like to be in this big city but to still feel known and I think moving back to Anderson and even some of my time in Atlanta realizing that you can have that anywhere you can have um those people know your name, but it takes you knowing their name too, you know? And so I think that's part of the reason I wanted to invest in this community is because you can have that feeling of being known Mm. and there's, there's a benefit to being small. Like, I mean, yes, New York is still a great thing. I love New York with all my heart, but still being able to walk this downtown block and know all the business owners on the street, getting coffee with them, getting wine with them, getting dinner, putting on events together. That to me was super important. And then the historic side, like being a history major, I love all things history and historic. So that was a really fun project. It definitely turned out to be more historic than we were going for, but in the grand (laughs) scheme of things, it worked out really well for us to go that route. Um, Yeah, just the history in this building and being part of downtown Downtown was not a place growing up that we came to other than to get coffee from Jittery Joe's or East City Java, as it's now called. Um, and then parents would go to Sullivan's, but that was pretty much it. So now to feel like we, I hardly ever go outside of downtown for work, for dinner, for anything. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you know how old this building is? Have you already said that? I um, I don't know exactly how old we did find some checks and I don't know where they went from like 18, um, 90, some like people like prescription stuff that's crazy so there's yeah so it's definitely older than that but i don't know i can't remember how old that's nuts if you haven't had the chance to come see howie's building yet it's it's absolutely incredible um it's pink it is it is is, it's very pink it's bridal bouquet pink that's the color okay (laughs) that's very i didn't know when i like pulled it out of the swatch thing and then obviously that was perfect i think it is super cool that like we were all so gung-ho about interviewing you and we're just three guys we're like we gotta get this we gotta the get wedding this dresser yeah we gotta get this wedding shop owner on here like, she's she's a rock star but no this place is super cool i mean you've done a lot with it and it sounds like you've had you know a lot of help along the way a lot of blessings and it was total god thing for you um to get back to anderson so that's super cool and and you you kind of touched on it but um you're not just a like a wedding dress shop you do kind of almost all aspects of the wedding process. Yes. I've never been, I, I'm not married, so I don't know what that looks like, but I, I would assume it's 
it's a it's, ton of it's fun. A, yeah, it's extensive <laughs> and it's it takes a lot of energy and planning. So so like yes. you're a one stop shop kind of sort. Yes, we do uh, wedding planning from like what we call it wedding day management, but it's traditionally called month of coordination all the way up to full service. So where clients give us their budget and we give them design options and vendor options. So we can do that whole run of the gamut. We offer bridesmaids and mothers, and then we were doing suits, but I stopped that this week, so <laughs> not worth it. Go to Black Tie Back of Haley's. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Right. We don't have time for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So with with you having everything local here in Anderson and people coming here, and if they're getting you to do everything, is Anderson nowadays considered like a wedding destination for where they have local stuff set up now and, and different venues? I think it, yes and no. I think it could be, and yeah. I think it's getting there, but there's still parts of it. People are pulling in photographers from other places. They're pulling in, um, or they're getting their dress in other places. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of people that just assume they need to go to Greenville or Atlanta or the one in Hartwell because they've just been there for so yeah. long. Yeah. So that brain recognition, we're still trying to get out there for that. Um, if you look around the square, literally downtown, we have like five or six wedding venues where now a florist shop is opening soon. We have a lot of caterers downtown, like restaurants do wedding catering. Mm-hmm. Um, I say you can plan your whole wedding without leaving the, the, like you can park a car once and plan your whole wedding here wow, in downtown. Awesome. That is I super cool. That. I've never really even cool. thought about that. Yeah. I've got a video idea that I want to do to, to showcase that, but we haven't figured that out yet um and then they we do a lot of weddings out at a certain venue in iva which is out in traditionally what people call the country mm-hmm. and it's pretty far out there from a lot of places some people would call anderson the country, the country. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh if you talk to my grandmother like what she um considered the country is like where chick-fil-a is on 81 like, like whoa like, <laughs> because if you think of anderson yeah. like the city like here downtown that was the city so to go out to like where McCants is now it's like that is a drive back in the day that's nice um sorry go ahead continue so the one out in Iva that we work at a lot this calendar year we've worked with clients from Florida Georgia Maryland Maine and New York that come there to get married now some are coming there to get married because they're moving this way Mm -hmm. and some whether it's New York was closed or what, but, mm-hmm. or it was a central place. They had family in Pennsylvania and they were in Florida and it was like a meeting ground. Oh, yeah. um, same with the Georgia and the the Maryland couple. She was in Georgia. He was in Maryland. This was a halfway point. So, yeah. so it's I could, wild. Okay. I can think of a couple, but what are the, the wedding venues downtown that you mentioned? I, I didn't know we had any. So, well, I know I've to been me. to, so I was, I catered for Sullivan's, um, in college, I used to love catering weddings. It was so easy, so fun. And like, we get to eat like the great leftover food. So right, that was a yeah. huge plus. Sullivan's food is so great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it awesome. Really, it really I, I'm very partial to, 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 to my Sullivan's family. But we would go, it's right next door. We would go over to the station. Uh, the Blackley station. station. Okay. Um, the Blackley. Okay. That is the first one that opened in downtown. Which is? Um, that direction. This direction. Yeah, down Benson Street, like behind in the Church Street okay. yeah. parking lot. We don't do video, but she is pointing in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> you have to take our <laughs> word for it. Yeah, go down Benson Street, you'll run right into the courtyard. Okay. Um, so they were the first one to really reopen Anderson. As uh, my sister got married there in 2011, I think they had opened either spring 2011 or 2010, okay. and kind of really just jump started like revitalizing Anderson 
um, from that perspective. And then they opened the station, I think when I was still in Atlanta, I have a newspaper clipping in my um, Bible where my mom cut it out and mailed me a sticky note and said, start making connections, like reach out to them. And mm-hmm. now I have a great relationship with the Blackley. Like every time I do a wedding there, I'm like, this is so surreal just because that was my dream. Like mm-hmm. doing a wedding at the Blackley was like the dream. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have the rooftop at Lilia. Never been up there. How to go check that out. Um, the art center. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 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 They do weddings at the art center. Okay. They've done some at Carolina Rim Park. Okay. They've done some in the pavilion at Carolina Rim Park. Okay. The farmer's market. Farmer's Interesting. market. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So quite a few. And then you have First Baptist, which is not that far. Mm-hmm. When my sister got married, they got married at First Baptist, and it was such a mild November day. We just walked from the church over to the Blackley. Love it was like very small town, like yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Hallmark. I yeah. love the, the 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 station is just so open, and I feel like it's like at least for our, from the catering aspect, it was very easy. Like yeah. it wasn't like it's it's open. There's a lot of doors, and it, it's very convenient. So I got a wedding there, December seventeenth. So I'm looking for that. Shout out Matt, Matt McDonald, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, when I when I was getting married uh, to my beautiful wife, we had a wedding planner, and she saw some really just intimate moments of our that day, mm-hmm. one of our happiest days. Um, and what for you? What is your favorite part of the wedding planning process? What do you still get excited about? that you you've done this a ton of times what what still gets you excited there's two parts of the wedding day that I think only the planner gets to see the moment before the dad and the bride walk down the aisle we're the last person like their maid of honor has walked down we've shut the doors it is a moment and actually my mom talked about that moment for so long when she got married to my grandfather she was she was like this is so nerve-wracking like uh or when she married my dad she was standing with my grandfather and um, she was like, it was nice to have that one other person in the room. Not that the, their planner was like involved in any of the conversations, but she was like, it was such an emotional moment for me and my dad, but it was nice just to have that buffer. Um, so I try to like sneak a picture of the two of them right before they walk down the aisle. If we have the time for, as we're like shutting the doors and it's just that special moment where the daughter gives her dad that one last squeeze of the arm. Like, is this real life? He's like touching her veil, fixing it, even though he has no clue what he's doing. (laughs) And he's just trying to be like, you know, that dad for her. And then we also are the first ones, um, after we send everybody in to the reception, there's still a little bit of a moment where the photographer is not right with the couple anymore, right? They're like in the reception room, taking pictures of the brides, the bridal party as they're being announced, the crowd. And there's a split second again, where we get to see that couple for the first moment where they have a little bit of time to themselves and that pure joy. So again, I try to sneak a picture of the couple at that point too. If we have the time, obviously I'm not trying to be on my phone the whole day, but um, those are just two moments that I've realized this past year that we get to be a part of that nobody else gets to. And it's just those two little moments that, it's their, it's okay. We just got married. We rushed through all those pictures with our bridal party and our family and friends. And, um, then they're about to enter the party. And then the other one with their dad or whoever's walking them down the aisle, their brother, their mom, that just like last moment of like, Hey, this is it. So, no. And, and those are, that's such a cool thing. And, and to hear you talk about it even now and and how many, how many weddings have you, you've probably done hundreds, hundreds of Last year we did either 25 or 26, and wow. this year by the end of the year our company will have done 25. But my associate will have done five of them. Wow! Wow! That's awesome. That's, That's yeah. Incredible. I never thought about that moment 
Um, but Same. that's really cool. I, yeah. And I hadn't yeah. really either. I just was like, oh my gosh, cute picture, like yeah. dad and Boom. daughter, you yeah. know? And then I'm like, the more I look back at my photo, like real, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so many of just those. And sometimes we try to get one, um, if they're doing a private dance, depending on the door situation of like letting them out for the sparklers, sometimes we're on the inside with them and we get that picture or that moment as well of like, okay, they, they're, everyone's waiting outside for y'all. This is your last moment. Like take a deep breath. And they're like, okay, we did it. And just to see that, well, and we don't always get that one. Um, depending on the way the doors open and stuff, but, or we're trying to control the sparklers and yeah. we don't always see that, but those are probably the three ones that have just hit me this year that we get to be a part of. And it's like just us and, and them. Yeah. I've never really thought about it. And I, I know planning a wedding would be super stressful and, and very detail oriented. It doesn't have to be. Okay. And, and well, probably yeah. for the yeah. bride itself. Well, yeah, not like that, but I would yeah. feel like there's, you're assuming a lot of pressure and and you you know this is this person's one wedding day hopefully um that like <laughs> that they you know you want to make sure that they it's it goes exactly how they want it to be um but I, i've never thought about like your entire job is spending your day with people's best day of their life like that's so cool mm-hmm. that you just get to see so many different people experience literally the best day of their life that's that's neat. Yeah. I don't get that in insurance. So. Yeah. You, get the, you probably get that the worst day. Yeah, I get like the converse of, yeah. of what. A tree just fell in my car or my yeah. house. Or, yeah, or a lightning has struck. And I think that's the day. I mean, someone, and I don't know how people plan weddings before emails, but like <laughs> if someone's out there trying to be a wedding planner, like the wedding day is great, but it's a small sliver of the process, yeah. especially if you're doing full service. But even if you're doing just month of management, wedding day management, like it really starts three months before, if not more than the wedding day. Mm -hmm. And if you're not comfortable answering emails, problem solving, literally sitting behind your computer. I mean, if you try to work normal hours, nine to five, we were talking about this earlier, like trying to work nine to five is my business hours, but my clients also work nine to five. So they want to email me after hours. You know, there's a lot of management and boundaries that you have to put in place and you have to price yourself accordingly because it's not just oh, I'm going to be there for an hour at your rehearsal and 12 hours on your wedding day, so why are we paying you that much? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, no, I work on your wedding. Uh, I try to work this amount of hours per package, but also some are easier and some are more chaotic. Even if they purchase a lower priced, lower package because they want to plan most of the wedding themselves, and that's what our, our management package clients, they're the ones that are dreaming about it. They want to plan their wedding mm-hmm. day. They love the details. Our other ones are are brides and couples who may be professionals or in med school or, you know, trying to finish college. And they're like, I literally don't have time for this. Um, But we do want to take that off their plate in it. But we work more than the 12 hours on your wedding day. We I mean, it's way more than that. That's a very small sliver of what we do to ensure that their wedding day goes as smoothly as possible. Yeah. And that that's huge. I know with me and my wife, like she wanted to plan a ton of it, but my aunt helped out. And she kind of came in in the management side of it. And yep. just like the wedding day, she knew everything was going on. And it took so much off my wife. Yes. Where she didn't even have to think about it. My goal for the wedding day, the only finger that people have to lift is their ring finger. Like you should not have to do Love anything. That. Yeah, that's huge. On your wedding day. Like even your family and friends. Again, people have different priorities for their wedding day. Um, I was in a Facebook group and they're like, we spent this much on our wedding because our family cooked for us. And I'm like... I'm, I would, I just would not do that. I would not ask my family to cook on my wedding day. So everybody has different priorities and different cultures to do. There's different expectations for what they should do. But my goal for my clients is that you don't, they're like, do we need to set up our guest book and our memory pictures? And I'm like, no, like we'll do that. We'll light the candles between 
the ceremony and the reception and we'll, you know, our, the only thing you need to do is put the gifts in the car and put a ring on your finger. Yeah. yeah. That's super so. cool. I have a, I, I think you're a rock star in, in what you do. Um, because I think if I was in your position, which I never would be, cause I'm nowhere near detail oriented enough to do this, but like I, I am, I consider myself to be an emotional leech. So I just latch on to whatever, like the temperature of the room is. So I feel like if I was doing your job, like people would just be like, why is our wedding planner boohooing? Right now? <laughs> <The whole time laughs> like, if I see people like on the wedding day, you mean, oh, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. two weeks before when either, the rain is either, still coming either. on their wedding. I, I can keep it together so long as everyone else is keeping it together. My buddy Grayson got married a few years back and like he was rock solid through like the, the majority of it. And then, like, he started reading his vows, and it was like snot running down his face. And I was just in the, you know, in the 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 groomsmen just boohooing back there. So if I saw that, like, you know, twenty plus days a year, I would be like an emotional wreck. So, so there is some of that. Um, there are in times. A good way. There, yeah, there are times <laughs> I get a little teary eyed, like especially if someone's parent has passed, mm-hmm. or you know, there are just a some really sweet couples that we've had this year when they're like saying their vows. And I know that they've had to reschedule four times because of COVID or, Mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. I get so excited for them. Um, we had a sweet bride this year who, I don't know her exact age, but I would definitely say she's in her forties or older and had never been married before. And like her, she was hosting all of her family at her house still in like, you know, caring for everybody else. And we got to the rehearsal and she's like, it just now hit me that I'm getting married. She's like, I've been like cooking for people for days. I've been like putting all the beds out and the sheets out. And she's like, I'm literally about to get married. And her dad was still alive and walking her down the aisle. And she's like, I don't even know if I can practice this. And so there are times when you're like, oh my gosh, like she's getting married. Everybody's sobbing. It's just all the vendors, everybody was just (laughs) tearing up. Um, But then there's other times, like I'm constantly like watching the clock, checking the weather you know, making sure like guests aren't sinking in the back door. So we don't always get to see some of those moments to have the emotional connection because we are off doing other things. Yeah. So. What about any uh, fun or, or funny stories that you've had on the weddings you've done? Um, oh gosh, I don't know if I should share them. We I don't, try not to talk too much about good. my, <laughs> well, no, like we had just, yeah, Hypo- I don't want anybody to be upset. Yeah, I mean, it's always happy and, and emotional. We right. don't have to use names. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'll say one. This probably wasn't, this isn't funny, but like it, we had um, we had ordered 40 vases from a company and I checked the invoice. The rental company had checked the invoice. The bride had checked the invoice and we all missed that it wasn't on the invoice. So it wasn't delivered. And so the bride didn't know for like a week and a half that we had like pulled as many strings. Like everybody was, it was a Sunday wedding. And I'm calling the rental company and that just, you have to have good relationships because if I didn't have a good relationship with that rental company or like prove via email that we had all agreed that these vases were going to be added, they wouldn't have done what they did to help us out on a Sunday. Um, and so just the whole time I'm like, this is wild. Like this bride has no clue that like we're in chaos mode right now. And like, she's upstairs getting her hair and makeup done. (laughs) She had no, she had no clue until a week and a half after the wedding, we had to send an email and be like, Hey, they're going to charge you a little bit extra for the vases that weren't that were at your wedding. They were all there. They just weren't there originally. And she was like, what? I had no clue. So we forgot my very first wedding. We forgot the rings. Um, so that, yeah, my very first solo wedding (laughs) that I was not shadowing another planner. This was like my business. They paid me enough. Um, what that client paid me was enough to get my contract. Like I took that money and bought like a legal contract for weddings and, um, it was a very weird venue. 
in regards to like where the bride and the bride was getting her makeup done was like in a locked apartment in this apartment complex. It would be wow. like if the new Palmetto lofts, if the bottom was a wedding venue, but the bridal suite was like an apartment upstairs. And so you had to have like a security person let you in because they just can't let random people mm-hmm. in this apartment complex. And um, the photographers had taken pictures of the rings and put them back in the bag on the bed in the bridal suite. Well, I normally, it just goes to the best man. Mm-hmm. This is my first wedding. I didn't put a note to double check who had the rings. And the best man is looking at me like from the front of the, ch- the ceremony. And he was like, he just starts shaking his head. Uh-huh. I'm like, what? Oh, no. What? And then he like, he's that holding his hands guy. and he's just like, he does this with like shakes his hand back and forth. And I was like, he doesn't have the rings. He oh. does not have the rings. He does not have the rings. And we can't get into that apartment. It is locked. And I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. So the photographers were married and the videographers were married. And they were like, we can like sneak. They could sneak up to the front because they're taking pictures. Hmm. So one couple was going to take off their rings and pass it to the best oh, man while smart. I'm trying to figure out if security can go in the bridal suite and get their rings. So we have like this high school girl with the key running across the apartment complex <laughs> to get their rings. The photographers are taking off their rings. We're like trying to pass it up. The bride had no clue. Oh my No goodness. clue any of that what happened. A save. She Ooh. didn't even know. It wasn't her ring? Well, it ended up being her ring. So oh, okay. we, we gave them to the, the groomsmen and I, they were so sweet. But like Instead of just calmly passing like from one hand to yeah, the other, they're like blank. turning around <laughs> yeah. and like, yeah. like she obviously can see directly what the groomsmen are doing, uh-huh. but she was so focused on her husband, which is what she should be focused on, that like afterwards the groom kind of was like, "What was happening back there?" And she was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Um, we just almost forgot y'all's rings. It was fine." She was like, "This is my ring, though," and I was like, "Yeah, it is. It is your <laughs> ring. Yeah. Like, yeah. we we solved it." But so that was the very first wedding, and I was like, "Maybe I'm not cut out for this." But it's but, still rings are still my most. Um, even this past Saturday, I looked at the grooms, the best man down the aisle and I kind of did the wave back. I was like, you got mm-hmm. this? And he was like, yeah, yeah. So they're still <laughs> my most like nerve wracking. I always forget to check who has the rings. Yeah. So that also sounds Oops. like out of like a rom-com or something, some sort of scene that I've seen where they're like, we have to get the rings. And of course the, the groomsmen are just like not even just blatantly. Sneaking. They're no. blatantly yeah. just Guys like, are so we should have gone, gone for we should have yeah. gone yeah. for the bridesmaids, honestly. <laughs> no. They were very they were very sweet. Afterwards they were like, We were so nervous. We kinda saw what was happening and I was like, Okay. Yeah. I mean, but they were great. It was just like Maybe I'm not cut out. They had complimented me the night before. They're like, how many weddings have you done? And I was like, none. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that's so funny that they like didn't even notice it. And you talk about all these things. Like, There's probably a million fires that you've put out that like the people will never know about or didn't know about. That's when you're doing it right, though. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. And that's the goal. And think, I mean, we, we've definitely had like sticky situations with weddings. Something's getting, something is wrong. People showing up late. Someone not, a vendor arriving late or... A bride or like, I mean, there's always something that goes wrong. Um, but thankfully, and I definitely attribute this to like the grace of God, like we haven't really had anyone where like, even though things have gone wrong, that they've realized at the end of the day, like our daughter is married or I'm yep. married I'm, yeah. and that was not as big deal. And we, I mean, everything is a big deal to couples. Like it is your one wedding day. I have to remind myself all the time that I do this every day and they don't like, yeah, right. they don't know it might take a, a vendor a little bit longer to reach out because it's wedding season. So like, but I, I'm not worried if I haven't heard back from them in a week. Like I just know everybody's slammed, but they're concerned about that. So yeah. learning how to preempt a lot of those things, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to, um, I wish I had a track of like, if a wedding is at five, like how many I have sent the first person at five, because I'm pretty sure I'm batting a hundred 
Um, Whoa. Maybe wow. 90. We have had some that was a little wonky. Um, but I get people down the aisle at the time they're supposed to. Other things Heck might yeah. be up in flames, but we are starting the ceremony at the time. What's the starting. longest wedding you've ever had? Oh, good question. Oh, I don't know. Because I'm, I'm a strict, like, not that, once again, I, I just like, all right, you know, walk down there, say I do, kiss, uh-huh. let's go eat. Yeah, you know, I'm a 30-minute like, kind of guy yeah. on a wedding. Oh, interesting, interesting. Uh, ours was probably tw- 15, 20. Yeah. We did yeah. communion. I am so. say average okay. probably oh, okay. is 15 to 30, depending yeah. on, like, communion. Yeah. We have a foot washing ceremony coming up. Um, people have special songs. Yeah. A lot of people do... Um, more religious ceremonies do have like a little sermon situation, yeah. um, a unity candle. I'm trying to think what else, but gosh, the longest one. I wasn't a part of it, but we did have one this spring that was, what denomination was it? And it was very like the exact same ceremony her parents had had decades mm. before. Greek like Orthodox. Was, or, yes, yeah. I think that's what I've it was. I've been to one Greek Orthodox. It was beautiful. I was sad hour. I missed it. The rehearsal was just, I mean, it was just beautiful. Like, the traditions and the history behind everything. Um, I mean, that's obviously I'm a Christian, so there's differences there, but the church was beautiful. They had, um, choir, like, gosh, it just sounded amazing. Um, so that was probably would have been the longest I would think, but I wasn't there. So I don't actually know how long it took. You mentioned special song. I, I played in Josh's wedding. I get yeah. it. Did get, you really? Yeah. And he didn't cry. Yeah. No tears. Well, I don't think you cried either. If you did, I couldn't see it. I was behind him. What did, you also, I guess, the guitar and piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They didn't, didn't know, know each other. Yeah, we didn't know each other. So, crazy story. Wait, yeah, because didn't you just move here? Uh, so, I, I started coming here last year? Yeah, last year May. And okay. Yeah. And it took me a couple months before I actually met him. And then that's when we started putting connections together. Yeah, that so, you had already played at his wedding. Yeah, so I I was born and raised in Greenwood, and I got asked to play at a wedding my freshman year of college. And I, I love playing at weddings. Um, it's honestly... Would you like to be added to our vendor list? Would love to. <laughs> Seriously, it is. I don't want to sound shallow. You did a great it's, job. It's it's really good money for for, for what it is. Anywho, Josh paid me excellently. It was awesome. Um, but I played at this. I it was in a, Greenwood. Yeah, it was a stranger okay. from our church. I I was on the worship team growing up, and I don't want to derail this from you. You're the important part of this interview. But um, a, a church member had reached out to my dad, who's on the worship team. Was like, "Hey, can your son play um, a song at a uh, at my daughter's wedding?" And he reached out to me. And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Uh, one song." piece of cake so i show up to the rehearsal dinner um i show up i don't know a single person at this wedding um i actually sang that well my ex-girlfriend at the time sang the song okay. and we were exes at the time oh so like we, yeah so great yeah which so that we could have been a hallmark movie though uh, you know, bringing them back together it definitely did not go that way anywho the, the song was great so i played the stranger's wedding i pick up my check i go home great a year and a half ago uh, Josh and I are getting coffee because Jonathan introduced us. He was like, y'all need to meet, um, you know, for networking stuff. And he was like, yeah, I was doing a little research on you. I've like figured out that you like, you put, you know, you're a musician. I was like, I'm a musician. I play some gigs here and there, a few weddings and stuff like that. And, um, he was like, yeah, you ever done any weddings like Greenwood? And I was like, I've done a few in Greenwood. It's, you know, yeah. hometown and stuff like that. And, uh, he was like, you know, what year was it? 2017. Yeah. He was like, did you do one in 2017? Connie Maxwell? I was like, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, you like played at my wedding." Are there pictures? Yeah, there is actually he, is. Yeah. He, oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah. So yeah. a yes. couple of months later, um, we so me and my wife have this photo of our 
um, rehearsal dinner. Okay. And it's everybody that was there, huge, big group photo. And it's next to our back deck where we let our dogs out. And so I see it every day, all day. Um. And I just happened to be walking by that day. And I was like, because for years we were like, who is that guy? You have no idea who that guy is. And then it, it hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Bryce. Yeah. And now you're in a podcast so together. I, yep, and now I take photos and send it to Bryce. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. This history. I love that. Sorry. I do wonder how many like random photos I'm in the back of from people's wedding. Yeah. I'm like, just Photoshop me out. Like, <laughs> please. Yeah, let's talk after though. I'd love to. Yeah, come we on. Need to, we need to network. That'd be fun. I, I want to. Sorry to derail that. Listen. That I want to switch gears a little bit. So I have heard you giving advice to other small businesses you've done talks around the community for small other businesses and i think you have an incredible gift that at coaching as well uh getting to should see we call that, that teaching? teaching should georgia have given education. me my teaching yeah, yeah they should have given <laughs> you teaching calling. yeah naturally you're, in your calling all along. what but what advice would you give someone wanting to start a business here in this community so threefold i think i think three one, do it debt-free mm. as much as possible. Save up cash. Do it as shoestring as you can, but in a professional way. Um, have a website. Have a regular, like a professional email. People don't think that's a big deal. Um, some, they just still have like at Gmail, but you can get a free, as long as you like buy your domain through Google or pretty much anywhere, um, you can get a professional email for free. Um, there's a secret way to do that. But... Um, do it as debt-free as possible because if not, then every time you make a, you're going to be more in like a sales mode than you are in a business mode. Like mm. you're going to always wow. be constantly wondering like, can I pay the bills mm -hmm. this month? Can I, I need to close a sale. And like, you might take a client that's not worth it because you need the cash. So if you have like that kind of savings built up, um, if you're doing a brick and mortar, that's drastically different because you know, you probably need a loan for the building. There's definitely different there, but in, for the most part, I would say like do it as like cost effective as possible, but still in a professional way, always present mm -hmm. yourself as professional. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, um, get involved in the community, especially if it's a local type of business. If you're trying to start something that could be like digital or you can have clients anywhere, mm -hmm. pro like sell products on Etsy or something like that. Um, I, but I still think there's a benefit to everything our city has to offer. I've been in networking groups with people all over the country, all over the world. And what, when I talk about like stuff that we have at the city, the brew, BYOB, the chamber, like just different connections, people right. are like, what your city does that? And I'm like, yeah, like they want us to be successful. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have a brick and mortar, I don't feel like people utilize the brew enough or sometimes they come and this is a tangent, but they come in and present at the brew and then they like take all the advice that people give them and then they leave and we never see them again. They don't pour back into those other people. Right. So it's hard to like want to pour into, you know, if people aren't giving as well as taking, then it's hard to like want to keep giving. But I think getting involved with the community as much as possible, wherever you are, um, and then also finding like other ways. So we're trying to branch more into getting involved at AU. So we've got a couple different things we're trying to do there just because that's our target market. But also I am in my thirties, I'm not married. And I feel like the stigma for AU is to get married after college. And like, you don't have to do that. And it so is. I think, I think, um, that's another reason why I kind of want to be involved more there as well. So getting, doing it debt free as much as possible, getting involved in your community. And then the last one I would say is like set boundaries. Ooh. My biggest saying is Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday and Smoking Pig is open three days a week and they are very successful, at least mm -hmm. from the outside. I assume they're successful on the inside, but you can set boundaries. Most of our businesses are not life and death, and but you can work yourself to death. 
And so I think you have to really set boundaries when I leave work, whether I leave at 4.45, 5, or 7, or 10 o'clock at night. Like, when I go home, I try to shut it off. Um, and I try to be present. I turn my email off my phone when I leave my office because if I'm going to dinner with friends. I don't need brides emailing me. I mean, they can email me at all hours. And I tell them, email me at 2 a.m. I will answer at 10 a.m. when I'm back in the office. So they can contact me at any time, but setting those boundaries has been really beneficial to not have burnout because especially in the wedding industry, people work so long. They think we need to send an email. If we get an email at 745, I need to send it a response at 744. Like I should have sent a response before they even email me. And I'm like, no, like you have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. So those would be my three big things. And, and that those are, that's incredible advice. And, and some, some of it I've, I've never thought through of that good starting in debt actually creates a mentality of the way you have to move forward. If yeah. you do I that. never thought about that either. And, and, and pouring back in the community, y'all also do a good portion. You, you're invest, you invest in Haven of rest as well, yes, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. We, um, I am blessed with the family that I was born into. We don't get to choose that, mm -hmm. right? right? There's a lot of things we do get to choose about our lives. There's a lot of things we don't get to choose. And I cannot help that I was born into families Generations deep here in Anderson, generations deep in Georgia and Tennessee on my mom's side. Like, I don't get to choose the fact that my parents were married for 30 years. Like, that's a blessing that people don't have. Um, family businesses, we were very blessed, again, to, like, go to private school. Our parents had off every holiday we needed off. Dad was at every basketball game. Mom was at every basketball game. Like, that, I know that's not common and we don't, we don't get to choose who our parents are. Um, and so realizing too, the wedding industry is a luxury industry. Yes. People think they need a wedding dress. Yes. People think they need a huge wedding where they spend all this money, but in reality you can go to the courthouse, get your papers and get married. You know, right, like right. Mm -hmm. the wedding industry is a luxury industry. People don't think that people think they deserve a huge wedding. And yes, we all deserve nice things, but it's also, um, a luxury industry where people are spending tons of money. And so because I know that I have gotten where I am because of the family that I was born into and the support and the hard work that they have, the only reason the family's been so good is because of the hard work of the generation before them. Um, but being able to give back to people who didn't get that support from their family or who's, who they just didn't have that leg up. So we partnered with the Haven. Um, my grandfather was on the first board of the Haven wow. way back when it first started. Um, so we donate to their um, Under His Wings program. It's a free one-year program for women who are recovering, and they don't have to pay a dime for it. And so we support them every month. And then we partner with an organization in Honduras who really believes in the focus of, like, teaching Amanda fish, and they'll eat for the rest of their life. That's and awesome. so um, I'm hoping to go back. I went in 2018, and it was, life. I mean, it was just life-changing. And um, I worked, I did their social media for about a year and a half as well. And so hoping to get to go back soon. Um, to, to partner with our communities there. But just, again, knowing that, like, they had no – they didn't choose to be born there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't choose to be born here. They um, didn't choose to be born in a, in a village that gets flooded every time there's a hurricane, right? Like, mm -hmm. that wasn't – they didn't wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to move there and do that, you know? So yeah. being able to help build houses that aren't going to wash away in a storm um, – that's just something that I want to be a part of. I love yeah. that. That's awesome. super cool. Allie, you've 
absolutely in, inspired me. And I, I think I speak for everybody else that your story is just super, super cool. Um, yeah. And it's unique to this podcast and in, in, in the fact that, A, you're the uh, the first female guest that we've had on. All right. So shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to see uh, female business owners in, in general, especially in downtown and in Anderson. Um, Do you want to, I, I used to know this, how many businesses in downtown Anderson are run by women? Either owned or run by women? Let's see. I'm Jonathan, oh, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out now. Uh, I'll put you on the spot, but. I mean, there's a significant amount now. We have an incredible uh, culture of women entrepreneurs in this community. And even like managers like Shelby at the Buckley. She doesn't own it, but she's like a huge part of that. Yeah. The ladies at the Fashion Chat, Collectic, Lilia's run by a lady. Now Tracy Men- Manuel uh, with the Bradbury Bistro. Uh, you also have uh, Belle Beauty, Belle the Beehive. Lighter um, Note. Yeah, Lighter yeah, Note, Kelsey, Flooring. Kelly at Sullivan's is... Um, uh, Reagan at Earl Street. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Um, Haley Morton with Morton Dragons. Wow. Michelle O'Neill with the Wilhite House. Yep. The lady at Taco Loco. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. We're, That's super we're pretty, cool. Yeah. We're pretty. Look, pretty at, look at Anderson. Um, Marin and Maine, Honey Hush. Oh, oh yeah. Honey <laughs> Hush. Excellent. Is there I'm any more we're missing? We're probably. I know. I know Growler House. Growler House typically has a female manager or yeah. has in the past. I don't know who's yeah. managing it now, but that's been female owned or awesome. female run. Um, there's more. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. I never, but even if you like think, if you, if you line it all like up, that. there's, there might be more women of us downtown than there are. Men. Seriously. I, think so. I would, I would go as far as to say that that's, that's correct. Um, and you're super involved with like junior league and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So there's a lot of like really active, um, women in, in, in Anderson in, in the, the business aspect of things. So that's super cool. The other th- the reason that you're unique to this podcast, but um, not only in our, is this true with all the guests that we've interviewed so far, but with everyone at this table, except for you, we're all transplants. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so that's right. all of our guests we've interviewed, which is a testament to Anderson, is, is people that weren't born and raised here. Came yeah, here why did y'all move here? I'm just fell, kidding. Fell, <laughs> fell in love with that. What are y'all doing here? No, this is, this is about you, <laughs> not about us. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> us later. But I mean, that, that um, like Anderson, again, like 10, 15 years ago, was not anywhere that people yeah. were moving. Yep. For And that's a testament to what our county has done, the industries they brought in, right. the industries the city has brought in. Um, we did the shot the block thing like two years yeah. ago or whatever. And I was like, why is this a 10 year plan? Like I want all of this right now. And they're like, well, think about 10 years ago and like where we've come. Yeah. And they're like, we kind of did this 10 years ago and that's kind of how we are where we are now. So this is, some of it will happen faster than 10 years and some will happen slower than 10 years, mm-hmm. but this is our goal. Um, so that's been pretty cool to like be, I mean, even since we've been open, um, all that's changed downtown has been wild. So, so that's a great segue. And, and this is kind of something that we kind of wrap this up with, with all of our guests. And it, I've had a blast talking with, with you today. I know yeah. the other guys have as well. Um, but we are transplants and, and we do love this place. And that's why we want to start a podcast because we love it so much. Um, but from your perspective, this is something that, that we ask all of our guests is what makes Anderson home to you? Why is this place so special? And we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but what are, what are you excited about that, that that's happening in Anderson? What is so um, sp- special about this place? Why is it home? Why, why are so many people moving here uh, to you? What do you see that, that makes this place such a unique, special home to you? Well, we do have people that come in here um, randomly, like a lot of, 
apparently Anderson's like one of the top places to retire, which doesn't sound great when you're in the wedding industry and you're like, no, I need young people to move here. <laughs> um, but we hear a lot that people, everybody's just so nice. And I do think my, my world is very much downtown-esque, so I can't really speak. But there's great businesses not in downtown that are amazing as well. But um, I just think the community and the people, my big goal, apparently I told my mom before I went to Georgia, I'm going to meet a new friend every day. And I'm pretty sure I succeeded at that. Um, but the the main way to make a big place feel small is to build community. And I also had a lot of friends that went to smaller schools and didn't have friends because it was too small. Or they felt like everybody was hanging out without them. And I'm like, just go meet new people. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's tons of people there. Yeah. So I, but I think coming to a small city again and realizing that, like, small can feel big and small can be – there's not, um, what's the saying? Like don't diminish small beginnings, but I also think like don't diminish small things. So like just the community here. And for me, I mean, it's home, like generations deep, like literally our roots are in the city. Um, but just the community, um, and that's going to be anywhere. My biggest suggestion for anybody, whether you're going to college, moving to a new city, moving back home, you have to give what you want to get out. Yeah. And if you right. don't, you are going to be sitting at home every night with no friends, no community. That You could be in New York with that feeling, or you can live in New York, have all the people in the world, and feel like you have the biggest network because you, not because you're like busy every night, but yeah. because you've invested in people. But you can also be in a town of four people and never meet your neighbors. So mm, I think right. that's part of why Anderson feels like home, but you have, you can feel that anywhere. You yeah. just have to give to get what you want out of it. And that's what we like. We love the people here. We love the community. And I like bumping into you at the brew and, and bumping into friends at coffee shops and breweries and stuff like that. And yeah. this is a community that welcomes um, people and wants to see other people do well. So you're a huge asset to this community. Um, it's Anderson is better because of you. So I really appreciate all you're doing and, um, yes. thank yes. you for your time today. If you need a wedding dress, if you need a wedding planner, yeah. Allie Walker is the best in the business. So come, come see on. her. She's right downtown. It'll be the, the pinkest building you see. You can't, you can't miss <laughs> you it. You literally can't, can't miss it. Yes. Bridal bouquet. <laughs> Excellent. Pink, right? Bridal bouquet pink. Excellent. Love it. I like that. You remember that. Yeah. Mm, very nice. He's paying attention. Yeah. Allie, thank you so much for thank your time. Thank y'all. We appreciate this was great. you. Thank it's an honor to be asked. Thank y'all. Thank you for listening. And check us out on your favorite podcast app. And follow us on Facebook at Electric City Buzz Podcast. And on Instagram at Electric City Buzz Pod.